When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's Chrissy Chaos episode is a little diffy-whiffy. I went on a breakdown of a book I'm reading um, called The Five Secrets to Know Before You Die. We talk a lot about life. We talk a lot about Good Wolf, Bad Wolf. Going to know a lot about Good Wolf, Bad Wolf. We definitely talk about some wild topics. We get into the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, I'm dressed like a white person because I got shows in Connecticut coming up this Saturday, April 16th at the Wall Street Theater in Norwalk, and then April 22nd, the following weekend, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, La Represa, and then April 29th, Bethlehem. Pennsylvania, Chrissy Christ, ChristyComedy.com. This episode's a goodie. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Chaos Podcast. We are here every Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time for you and your mother. And um, we're having fun. I am dressed uh, the whitest I've ever looked. I have on rowback khakis, white shoes, Lululemon white socks, white sneakers from some brand i don't know that i stole from a photo shoot my white rollback shirt uh and i'm dressing very white embracing my whiteness because this saturday april 16th i do have a show in norwalk connecticut at the wall street theater christycomedy.com for tiki wikis and i've also you know just been alone lately um because sergio missed his flight to indianapolis so i had to sit there alone um and and when i was sitting in my hotel room in indianapolis amongst the in the city where they invented white people is i realized that i am white and a lot of times I, I try to uh, not I try to not be white. Um, I don't go like so crazy. I don't go to like Andrew Shev, Andrew Schultz level, not trying to be white. But I, I I don't, you know, I don't go that far. But I I am, you know, sometimes I, you know, and listen, I love the fact that I have a very culturally diverse family. I love the fact that I say y'all sometimes. Um I lo- I love the fact that you know, my favorite artist is, is Whitney Houston. I love the fact that, you know, I I like, I drink pink lemonade. Um, these are all non-white things to do. And I just feel that, you know, today I wanted to see from a wardrobe point of view what it feels like to be white. And um, and so far it feels good. I am a little itchy. Um, and, I don't, and I don't think that's the clothing. I think Roback is a very fine company. Use the promo code chaos if you want to get over there. Um, but I, I, I do, it is interesting cause it's a, it's a choice I've made today to put on tight khaki pants. They're tight and white sneakers. And it's, and it's, a, it's about a full week before Easter. And yet, um, I'm still, by the way, by the way, what do you think of this? April 17th is Easter Sunday. Okay. Also Vinny's birthday. Her birthday's on Easter. So what do you think that means? You think that means I'm dead? Bye. Nice. Okay, nice to see you. Happy birthday. Also, happy Easter. She gave me the finger as Jesus did when he rose from the dead and said, fuck you, y'all thought I was dead. Hell no, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, and we're going to Puerto Rico. That's another reason why I'm embracing the whiteness is also because we're going to Puerto Rico. And I also thought, actually, here's the truth of the situation. I'm not trying to embrace the whiteness. I just wanted you to know. I just wanted you guys to tell me if you think this outfit is cute for Puerto Rico. <laughs> is this a cute Puerto Rico outfit? <laughs> right at, go to patreon.com slash Christy Comedy right now, right in the community board. Because again, the Patreon members, they are the Puerto Ricans. I call my fan base and our little family the Puerto Ricans. So now I'm going home back to the motherland. I'm going back to the motherland. I have a show in Puerto Rico um, Friday, April 22nd at La Repurustreta, La Repapapa, ChristyComedy.com, Papa Fritas. That's Friday, April 22nd, that show. So I want to embrace, uh, you know, I want to ask the Puerto Ricans, go to patreon.com slash ChristyComedy and go um, tell me if you think this outfit uh, is looks good for Puerto Rico outfit. I don't think it's spicy enough. You don't think it's spicy enough? No. Well, listen, we're going to make sure we get, then I'll just put some adobo on my nipples and make it <laughs> spicy. And how about this? Um, um, also, I really need you guys to understand something is you're going to want to join the page, join the Patreon for this one, because this Friday it comes out, I'm going to do edibles that I got in Denver. I got edibles uh, and all this other and, and, and chocolate with mushrooms in it. 
that the fans brought to the meet and greet at the show at, at the Paramount of Denver. Thank you so much. I will shout out that person who gave me the edibles on the Patreon. I'm going to do them right after this show. And then, and then I have to go tonight, today, I have to go to the Staten Island Mall because they're having a circus at the Staten Island Mall. So I'm going to go with my family to the Staten Island Mall to the Staten Island Mall Circus. They're going to be doing flying trapeze next to a fucking Chick-fil-A in Staten Island on Denver Edibles. So that can only be seen at <laughs> patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. The Chris and Eddie show is back, and it's back in a big way. Now, we're starting off the day with great news today. We're starting off the potty wadi with great news. Is New York and California have finally, through a huge study, New York and California, it's been proven they have mishandled COVID the worst of any two states in the union, and the best state? Florida, baby. Shout out. Admiral DeSantis, you are the next president, my friend. Um, everyone was yelling at you, saying what an idiot you are. And now look at the studies. Everybody, all you did was give people a right to choose. And look, boom, overall, the bottom 10 on the studies report card were dominated by states that had the most severe pandemic lockdowns and were among the last to finally reopen schools. Of course, you fucking jerk offs. How, would, how do I know that as an asshole sitting in Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, every other borough I've lived in. But the leaders that be don't, because it's all political bullshit. And also, by the way, the Biden family, the walls are coming in. Hunter Biden, you little fucking sneaky little dirtbag. Now it's all going to fall down on you because your father has dementia and wants to be president. If your father wouldn't just shit his pants at the podium every time he spoke because he's genuinely sundowning, then maybe they wouldn't be coming after you. But now you're fucked up and it's just going to happen. And listen, I don't know anything about politics. I'm just yelling at what the New York Post says. And the New York Post is a Republican newspaper. And because I have khakis on today, I want to be Republican. <laughs> um, Can you explain what's going on? I haven't been keeping up so with that. So what happened was is Hunter Biden's... I actually don't know what's happening. I think whatever. <laughs> Hunter Biden, I don't know. He probably got caught with fucking midget porn on his laptop. And now the Russia, Russian propaganda is probably trying to cause a fight to distract us from the fact that they're murdering all the Ukrainians. So they're probably just causing chaos. I don't know, dude. It's like my podcast. Who the fuck knows what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Well, did you see like everyone got COVID in D.C. at, at some fancy dinner? We know a couple of people have COVID too. Um, yeah, our mayor. Does Eric Adams he has got COVID? It at this fancy, is, I think, Did he get it at the event with New York Nico? Remember no, that I, event that no, he was no, at? No, no, no. He got it at an event with Nancy Pelosi. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's what happens when you're around Pelosi, you know? When you're around the people that created COVID in the lab. Um, no, I'm kidding. A part of me thinks if like everyone at a powerful dinner got COVID in DC, why wouldn't somebody sick show up to get everyone else sick? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, it's a new way of biological terror is if you have a cough and a fever, just go out and try to stand next to a politician. Get a selfie with a politician if you want to knock him out for two weeks. Did you see that one politician that got interviewed on a podcast and he's like, yeah, in DC there's orgies and we just do coke and there's orgies. Yeah, well, I mean, duh. I mean, probably like that guy, Matt Gates was getting in a lot of trouble for some stuff. And now the pressure's just off him because he probably has evidence on a Democrat or another political figure that did the same shit. So it's like, it's all, they're all scum. What, is, what do you think Mitch McConnell does at an orgy? Mitch McConnell? What is Mitch McConnell? I don't know. He probably just, he's probably the kind of guy where he probably just puts peanut butter on somebody's balls and wants to lick it off like a German shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think Mitch McConnell does. Um, okay. And here's, 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 here's what I, let me, st I want to start off in the first few minutes of each podcast with just things to think about from books that I've been reading. So let me just explain. I want to just talk about an old Navajo um, proverb, not proverb story. Take it, take it. Um, I, it's Chrissy's end. Chrissy moments. Okay, so every day, every day, understand something, folks. You have a good wolf and a bad wolf fighting inside you. Every day. The good wolf, all the good wolf is, is made up of good intentions, positive self-talk, doing the right thing, leading with love, being kind to others. That's the good wolf's vibe. The bad wolf, negative self-talk, self-hate, uh, doesn't want to be kind, stuck in a world and life they don't want to be in, negative, negative energy. Now you're going to ask, well, and, and by the way, the good wolf and the bad wolf, they are exactly the same height, weight, they are ma evenly matched. So you'll say, well, how, does, how do I make sure the good wolf wins? I don't want the bad wolf to win, and they're so evenly matched. How do you know who wins? Who wins the fight every day? The one that will win will be the one that you choose to feed. If you feed the good wolf, the good wolf will win. If you feed the bad wolf, the bad wolf will win. The way to kill the bad wolf like any other animal in society or the, you know, the ecosystem is don't feed it. Don't feed the bad wolf and then it dies. Only feed the good wolf. Make that good wolf nice and fucking fat. I've decided to not only make my good wolf, all I've been doing lately is making my good wolf 
is feeding my good wolf and my whole outlook on everything has changed because I've just been feeding my good wolf. And even to make my good wolf even better, I've made my good wolf trans. So now my good wolf not <laughs> only is being fed left and right, but it actually is trans because it's the best. So take that advice with you. Do not feed the bad wolf, only feed the good wolf. This is a book I'm reading, by the way. It's called The Five Secrets You Need to Know Before You Die by John Izzo, who's a real fucking guinea. John Izzo. And what he did was, is he interviewed 250 elderly people, some of them, most of them at the end of their life uh, in hospice care um, or, uh, yeah, there it is, stepping up. Uh, John Izzo, the five secrets you must, yeah, the, the uh, where is it? The five, go, yeah, Google John Izzo. That's the cover of the book, but I don't know why. It says how taking, maybe that's not the name of the book. Is it not? Is the name of the book not the five secrets you must know before wait, you die? Wait, do you go out and buy books? Where'd you get the No, book? this book, this book I got um, on a Kindle. Uh, on my phone. Yeah, The Five Secrets You Must Know Before You Die by John Izzo. That's what it's called. Um, mm -hmm. And so he interviewed. It's basically what life is, is basically like knowing. Like we all know these things. Like some of the secrets are, you know, don't live life with regret. Lead with love. Be kind. Live in the moment. We all know these things. It's, it's, it, they're not saying it like, you know, there was a 95-year-old guy that said at the end of his life, the last couple of months, he was living the last couple of months of his life when he's being interviewed. And he's like, I don't miss my BMWs. I miss my kids. I wish I, wish I had more time with my children instead of my cars. I don't, none, what I will say, the, and by the way, it's all different cultures, classes, races. Everybody's different. Um, all of them, all of them said that they didn't care about their money or their possessions. Not one, no, zero people and all different walks of life said some of them differed with certain things, but the one cap, the one constant was none of them cared about their possessions at all. They all wanted to be surrounded. The happiest people were surrounded by the people that loved them and that they loved. And also another good thing he says is you can always choose kindness. So if you just wake up every day and say, I'm going to be kind, it doesn't matter what people do to you or say to you. If you're just kind, everything gets better. And all those people who felt they did that were happy. Now, here's another interesting thing. Every single one of the people, every single one of these people who were dying and, and elders all said that they did have regret in their life. You can't go through life without regret. You're going to have regret. There's no way around that. It's just about minimizing it. And they all felt, and again, we know this, but it's just nice to hear an old dying person say this as they're just bodies or, you know, as they're just in a shit diaper, just saying this is that the, um, you, they all, the, all their regret was not about the chances they took and failed. It was about the chances they never took. So everybody who took a chance and failed was very happy at the end of their life with that chance, even though maybe it didn't work out. They were all the biggest regrets all dealt with. I never even took the chance. And that's what I, that's at the end of your life, what you take with you is. So if you just go out and try it all, even if you fail, it's no problem, babe. We're all going to fail. You know how many failed podcasts I've had? You know, <laughs> a lot. And it's just, you just keep going. Because they all, they all, so that was interesting. Again, things that we know, but it's interesting when some 85-year-old guy or girl, or hey, I don't know, they didn't mention the sex. I don't know what their <laughs> genders were, but they, I don't know, but they all said the same thing. And we as a culture in the United States, for some reason, or really the West, don't talk to the elders as much. Like I want to get a very old person on the show and just ask them questions about anything because doesn't matter their level of education. They all have different levels of education. They all have different work experiences. They all have very different lives. But when you just live so much, you come to the end of your life and you just and you just have knowledge. And a lot and and what another interesting thing that I learned in that book is not every old person is wise. There's a lot of old people that get to the end of their life and they didn't get as much wisdom as somebody else. And so you so the whole process of that book is about. You don't have to wait to the end of your life to figure all these things out. You can figure them out and live the happiest life now. You can do that. And some of them were very happy with a wife or husband they had of 50 years. And some of them were very happy being divorced. Some of them were very happy having children. Some of them were very happy not having children. It's just they all did. They all stayed true to themselves. And that's, I think, a big thing with life is you have to stay true to yourself. And one thing that they did, what the author says to do, which I'm going to try to do this, is every year on your birthday... Okay, and then six months after that, ask yourself on your birthday, ask yourself, if I only had six months to live, like I'm going to die in six months no matter what, would I change my life? Would I change my circumstances? Would I be happy with what I'm doing right now? Is there a place I need to see? And then you go do that. 
and, you know, answer those questions. Then six months from then, you know, check in on yourself. And because the thing is, is if you don't uh, try to change your life um, in those six months, if you're unhappy, then six months is going to turn into 30 years like that. They all said that. They were all like the people who are angry, like, and, the, and by the way, also it's got a lot to do with pain. A lot of people were dying who were happy, who had stage four cancer all over their body. One guy had cancer all over his face. So it was like, you would think so much pain. They weren't really actually in that much. They weren't as, as much pain as the doctors thought because they were surrounded by their family and they were happy with their life where the ones who had similar cancers were in agony because they were angry about all these things all these thoughts were coming up as they were dying and realizing shit my life's over and they were so angry about things they did they said the only thing to a lot of them said family there is a higher and I've always thought this again but again just nice to get it kind of um nice to hear an old person kind of tell you like yes you're right is Family, for whatever reason, work it out with your family because for whatever reason, at the end of your life, they all said this, you realize that there's a common bond that you have with family members that we don't really understand. You're connected to your family and because you don't choose your family, your blood relatives, they're put there and there's a higher purpose for that and they don't know why. Friends, you know, ex-husbands, wives, whatever, you can choose to get rid of them and your life can improve. That's fine. But they said family, all of them regretted not uh, uh, rekindling a relationship with their family if they had it by the end of their life. And some of them, one guy's, uh, uh, one of his family members murdered uh, one of his kids and he still was like, I, I'm regretting not rekindling with him because that he had a moment of his life that he made a mistake and I've now harbored anger to him for the rest of my life. And I, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I could just talk to him. So, and it, so that was very, 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 very interesting. So- Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. I it's, mean, that's that's the first question I'll ask somebody I'm suspect of is what's most important. And if they don't say family, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, dude, to be honest, like after, you know, reading that book and, and, and you know, just, but I've been feeling this way a little bit too, is like, even like now, what the cost of my Christy Chaos Comedy Tour is, go to ChristyComedy.com for Tiki Wikis, um, what the cost of it has been. And again, you just have to go through life because I'm never going to get this time back. What the cost of it has been, though, is I've missed every single one of Delilah's swim practices. Every single one. Because they do them at Saturday at 6.30. So now I, I've had to just, I have to just accept that, that I missed all those. And she's okay with it. She says, she's like, I understand you're working, daddy, and get American Girl dolls, but I'm not okay with it. I'm like, like even I was sitting in, in Denver. I had a, by the way, the people who came out to Paramount Theater. Thank you very much. 1,700 tickets sold. Thank you. Um, everyone who came out. So I'm making good money. You know, it was all great. Everything changed for me. I didn't have to do five, six shows. I'm, you know, sitting on a flight first class. The tickets sold. All these dreams that I had. The last time I was in Denver, I was like, wow, one day I get to the Paramount or whatever. And the staff's so nice. Everyone's so nice. But what was the cost of that? Yeah, I made a lot of money. What was the cost of that to me? I miss her last swim practice and I have to see it on a video or see it through a FaceTime. I'm like, I don't want that to be my life. I don't want, because all I hear from my peers, really famous, you know, whatever famous people, you know, I've been on the radio with Rob Schneider, or even when talking to Seinfeld and you hear it over and over and over again from them. I, I made so much money, miss my kid's childhood. I wish, so I don't want to, I don't, especially after reading that book and hearing what the elderly say, it's like, I don't want to miss my childhood. I, I don't want to miss my kid's childhood. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just not do the gig. You know, when they're 17, they're not going to want to talk to me. Then I'll go fucking hit the road like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, or like four times, like I'm down to go on the road. I'm down. I, I, I also have dreams and passions too. I'm down to continue my standup career and I will continue it, but not four weekends a month. I can't do, I can't pot. And cause the thing is this is anybody in your life is going to, make you do what they want you to do. So I have an, my life is small. I have an agent and a manager, right? They're going to want you to be on the road, of course, because that's how they make money. You have to say, I don't want to do that because I'm the one that misses the time with my kid, not them. And, and this is not, not just comedy. This is all life stuff. Like, you know, your boss, you, know, you have to come in today. Well, it's a deadline. If, you, if, you're, if, it's, if the cost of that is going to be missing something in your children's life, your husband's life, your wife's life, fuck them because you'll get another job. Like you'll have bosses that will understand that and be like, okay, well, then um, fine. You have your kid's play to go to. Go to your kid's play. 
I'll make up the work, whatever it is. There's, there's enough careers and people in this world that understand that you need balance. So just, you know, take that with you. Dude, I was fucking eating edibles in Denver thinking about all this shit. <laughs> thinking about all this shit. I got an edible and I was like, well, I almost walked out of the show. They said there's 1,700 people out there. I said, fuck it, I got to get to Delilah's swim class. <laughs> but it's true because, you know, I, I, my elders in comedy, you know, I listen to them and I'm like, yeah, they sound this, all of them say the same thing. Either they have no families, which is fine. Comedy is their family and they marry comedy, all good. But I don't want to be that guy. I, will, I, I don't want to miss shit in my kid's life. I'll never get the time back. I'll never, Delilah will never be seven again. She's not even seven now. Now, were she, you feeling this the whole time or once you stopped drinking? You... Okay, so as you know, me, Chrissy Journeys, right? Um, um, I, I've been out there. When I, when I, when the last two episodes we did, two episodes ago, I think we did when we were in Vegas, when we did the bit with Santino and TT and I got on the scale, even though I had all my clothes on, whatever, and I, and I was 250 pounds and I was like fat Howard Stern, I actually went after that episode, I forgot where we had to go, and I cried in the shower. So that was a very big wake-up call to me to be like, what are you doing? I was hurting myself for no reason. I was just mad at all these things. Oh, I always got to be on the road. Or I, I was feeding the bad wolf. That's what Chrissy was feeding the bad wolf big time. Drinking, eating, hurting myself, hurt, hurt, hurt. So then that something like that broke in me where I just was like, why am I hurting myself? Like, wh what am I doing? Is this what I want my kids to see? Is fucking fat Howard Stern Chrissy just being an <laughs> idiot, eating, drinking all the time, with, with like just being mad at what? Or even, even when I do, you know, how many times people be like, your life looks so cool. And I'd be like, yeah, but if you were only in it, you would just like, just bitching about everything. Oh yeah. But I got to get on a plane. I got to do this. I got to do this. Chris, shut the fuck up. That's what I said to myself in the shower as the soap suds were dripping off my ball sack. And I looked down quickly and I said, Oh my God, is that another wart? But it wasn't, it was just a piece of fuzz from my underwear. <laughs> so I, you, you cried in the wind suite. I cried in the, <laughs> see, I was in the suite of the wind crying in the shower with the, with TT Jerry's wig on still. Cause I forgot to take it off. If you look back at the bit, you'll see I had, that's, I had her wig on. That's why they call me fat Howard Stern. And since then, I haven't had a sip of alcohol. I've stopped eating at 6.30 p.m. every day, besides last night because it was pasta night. Um, and my whole mental outlook has changed because here's the thing, too. I used to, Here's another thing that's changed in, in, in my head. I probably have a brain tumor. Here's the thing. Oh, that's bad, Wolf. Don't feed the bad, Wolf. Good, Wolf. Good, Wolf. Good, Wolf. Good, Wolf. Um, so I've... Now I've realized, I used to always, like even now at this point, if this was Chrissy two years ago, what Chrissy would say, what I would say right now is, oh yeah, I've lost 15 pounds, but it's not like I'm ripped or it's not like I'm 200 pounds or it's not like this, not like that. It's not about the end goal. It's about the journey. When you get to the end, it's never really that fun, right? It's the journey. It's the journey to get through this. So all you have to say is, I'm better today than I was two weeks ago. I'm better today than I was last night. Nobody can't. Yesterday and tomorrow don't matter. Only the present matters. That's the only thing that matters, you know? David Goggins, uh, who I follow on Instagram, who's great, motivational, always uh, uh, going on long jogs. She's like got a ripped hot bod. Listen, if you're like me, like many others, he's just the, tip, he's just the type of man that you privately masturbate to when you're not openly gay. It's just he's the type. It's, it's David. He looks like Jada Pinkett Smith on steroids. That's who, that's who David Goggins is. If you look at Jada Pickett Smith with fucking muscles. If Jada Pickett Smith was a Marine, David, Go David Goggins make, makes alopecia sexy. And so what he says is, he's like, he was doing a video the other day. And it's interesting how sometimes the universe just gives things where like starts to line up to your mind. Or maybe your mind is searching for these things and you have like a window open from your big fat soul. That Bad wolf again, from your beautiful soul. Good wolf. That, that helps you, uh, you know, take these things in like maybe I would have seen this video from David Goggins three weeks ago and been like scroll not care but I watched it and he says he was like yeah I ran he was on a jog and he goes yeah yesterday I was running and it was my personal best I, I said a PR yesterday he's like but I'm out here running today he goes because so I hit a PR yesterday so he goes it, none of that yesterday doesn't matter it's over yesterday I slept and woke up now it's a new day so now I have to go out and do it again today there's he goes and you just have to keep getting harder. He's always saying, stay hard. Cause he's always like, you'll get soft and you're, you're, you'll let bad things into your life. If you think that you can rest yesterday, he's like, of course, treat your body, right? Like, don't be a fucking, you know, he's obviously unhinged and nuts and but it's a beautiful guy to watch, but it's like, so that's what you have to keep saying. Like, so what, so what about yesterday? So what that happened? Even if you're on a diet plan and you eat a fucking go to pizza hut 
and you just, you know, you're trying to just order the pizza and smell it and jerk off, but you can't and you get overcome and you eat it. So that was yesterday. Today's a new day. You keep going, keep moving. Who cares about last week's Chrissy Chaos episode? I mean, it was a good episode. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Christy Comedy. But so that was last week. It's today. Another thing, Chrissy's, but another thing I've been doing, dude, I'm telling you, man, just know that this, this, an episode like this, I'm going to really try to keep this going, but you know me, baby, I'm Chrissy Bipolar's, I might be swinging from a ceiling fan at a Hollywood Express, bad wolf, get to the good wolf, no, you'll be at the Hollywood Express eating the fruit at the buffet, healthy, wealthy, bad wolf, good wolf, good wolf, feed it, feed it, feed it, give it salads and Heinekens, pimps a good wolf, that's what he eats. I feed my good wolf salads and Heinekens, just like Pimpy. <laughs> what I've done now, and again, this is from David Goggins. This is from just things I've heard before. Not only David Goggins. Like, I've heard this a lot. A very, very, very successful people do this. Every morning, like today, you know, wake up with the kids, you know, to get them to school. We all wake up about 5.30. I jump in a cold, I take an ice cold shower just because it hurts so much. And I'm like, listen, my penis can't get any smaller, so what's the difference anyway? But it hurts so much, and I put it up, and now I won't take a hot shower. I don't, you know, put myself, I don't want to, like, give myself trauma, but it just, not only does it wake you up and and get the blood flow flowing and kind of, like, revitalize your cells and decrease inflammation, it just gives me the confidence in the day that if I just got through that cold shower that is so painful, I can get through anything. So what? I forgot to pay my tax and the IRS is at my door. I'll deal with it. You know, whatever it is. And so, and then when I go to a hot shower now, it's only like lukewarm because I'm like, don't, like I try to as much as I can now, at least for the last two, three weeks, just not be in, not try to be outside of a comfort zone as much as I can. Because when I'm in the comfort zone for too long, it's when bad things happen. And I just need, you know, we're all works in progress. Like I'll, I've had to come to accept that like I'll never be done. I'll never hit my goal. This is the, this is the journey of there. This life is my journey. So I'm going to just keep trying to do as many good things as I can and keep feeding the good wolf. And you know, that's all I can do. That's, I mean, that's literally all we can do, babe. I love do that, that, man. I love, I, I really, I'm starting to really despise people who put limits on themselves. Yeah, exactly. Limitless. Shout out Bradley Cooper. Great movie. Love his hair. Magic spoon, baby. I just bought some. I always, always, always have magic spoon stocked. The Amazon guy, I actually sold magic spoon to the Amazon guy because he delivers them. He's like, what do you always get? Because the magic spoon box just comes in a box like not you know, it says Magic Spoon in the box. He goes, what is this? I go, bro, it's the best you'll, you'll ever have. It's keto friendly. It's got 140 calories. It's got no sugar. It's like, it's got 14 grams of protein. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah, dude, go to magicspoon.com, put in the promo code chaos, you get $5 off your order. Bro, he's bought like 10 boxes of Magic Spoon. So you're welcome, Magic Spoon. Um, because I love it. And I got the, um, I just got the, they got an oatmeal, like cookie flavored one. It's unbelievable. When you go to the Magic Spoon website, you know, they have the, the classics, peanut butter, cookies and cream, chocolate, peanut butter, fruity, all that stuff is amazing. But this new oatmeal one I got, me and the kids, we love it. I went through three boxes in like two sittings. Um, yeah, so it's awesome. Mixing, you got to mix the flavors together. Mix the flavors together. It's the best. So go to magicspoon.com slash chaos, grab a custom bundle of cereal. And if you put in that promo code chaos, which I suggest you do, $5 off your order. It's your, it's a delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal and can only be had at magicspoon.com slash chaos, code chaos, say $5. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, as it always is. Shout out BetterHelp for all you do for the community, the mental health community. Um, I've been using it. I've been very vocal about it. Uh, the, the, the counselor I have is amazing. Helps me just keep my feet on the ground and stay in the present. Um, I mean, with everything that's happened the last two years, what you watch in the news or every day, it's like we all need mental help. We all need help with our mental health. And BetterHelp is the best place to do this. It's all online. Nobody has to know nothing but you and your and your counselor. And you'd obviously, a lot of times you don't realize that you're having like psychosomatic issues, like you're having headaches and teeth grinding and digestive issues. And you're like, oh, it's physical. It's like, no, it's mental, baby. It's in the mind. So I genuinely think there is no risk at all. Uh, if you just go to BetterHelp, sign up to talk to someone, give it a shot. I guarantee you'll stick around because it truly makes you feel better. And this podcast, like I said, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Chrissy Chaos listeners are going to get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash chaos. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash chaos. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera. If 
you don't want to. It's like going to Catholic confession. That's betterhelp.com slash chaos, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash chaos, 10% off your first month. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's just like, you gotta also like just being kind, especially to, to like your peers or anyone you think is above you or behind you, like, just be, we're all doing different journeys. Like we all have different brain chemistries. Like just literally, if, if you just every day, just try to be kind, just literal be kind, I guarantee your life improves. Even in small increments, even if you can only get it going for a month or two, like at least that, at least you have that, you're banking that. You're banking all these good months and these good times, you know? And I think people should take their own lives seriously, not social media. You know what? Uh, Tim Dillon just reposted some a very, very interesting, um, very, very, uh, uh, yeah, go to Timmy's Twitter. Go to Timmy's Twitter. He just reposted and shouted out the artist. Yeah, go down a little bit. Jace Art or something like that. Keep going down. He's got, look, this one. Who is this kid? Wait, let me give this kid a shout out. Uh, no, 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 go up. No, it's, no, it's not him. He reposted. Yeah, the Jace Avery, the great Jace Avery. Follow this kid on Twitter. He's got very poignant, good um, drawings. And this is, it's a picture of a of an elderly man on his deathbed. And he's saying in quotes, I wish I spent more time arguing online. And of course, that's, you know, it's being sarcastic, meaning like all this time you spend arguing online, when you're at the end of your life, you're not going to care about any of that. Like nobody, of course, that's something to stop doing because it's not real. You're creating your own reality. And that's all feeding the bad wolf. Sp arguing online is that bad wolf, baby. And I thought, I was so hopeful yesterday because I thought Elon Musk, he was going to do the thing that we've been saying, start charging money for Twitter. But then out of nowhere, he's like, I'm not going to be on the board anymore. He was going to be on the board of directors. still trolling the shit out of him. It's great. I know. I know. You what's saw this? Yeah, so like, is he being a troll? Like, so was he never going to be the Twitter on the Twitter board? Was he just kind of taking us all for no, a ride? I, he think he really owns a percentage. I'm sure if he could keep buying, he will be. Yeah, because that is a great idea. The Twitter blue or something where it costs $3.99 a month or something to be on Twitter because that would eliminate all the idiots. Like, that would just eliminate all... Most of the negativity would, would go away. derail the platform even for... You know, I think people need to stop watching TV and stop watching this I, shit. I personally think the same way in... You know, even when we were kids in the 80s, but of course in the 50s, 60s, you know, cigarette smoking was almost like, uh, you know, we'd see commercials that it was positive, it can help with stress. And remember the Marlboro Man when we were kids and we would try to, I would ask my aunt to go get more cigarette smokes, you know, go get more cigarettes so I could get the tabs because you could win a helicopter if you got enough Marlboro pack things. And it's like, meanwhile, it's just killing my aunt, uh, you know, because th that's just the way it was. I think social media will be at some point, probably in my daughter's lifetime, be viewed as like, that's very negative. Do not have a warning. This can hurt you mentally because it, that's all it is. I think even Euphoria needs that. Oh yeah, no. I I, I think Euphoria, I mean, I, I love the show. I really do love the show. But yeah, I, uh, you know, Jasmine got mad at me when I was watching it. Vinny got mad at me last week because I was watching it. I think she was mad because I was watching an episode without her. She goes, oh, I didn't know you were a little pervert. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm watching Euphoria. She goes, it's child porn. I was like, they're all in their 20s. She goes, yeah, but they're acting like they're kids and it's disgusting. And I was like, <laughs> right. So then I turned it off and I took a moment with myself when I was alone, alone in Indianapolis because Sergio missed his flight. And I was just alone sitting there with the hotel room that he paid for empty. Um, I was just sitting there um, and... Um, I was like, you know what? She's actually right. Like, how is that? What is Euphoria doing for me? It's a great show, but it's like, that's what I want. Even in my brain at all. Do I want my kids to be like that? Because if it's in me, just, I think there's a lot of shit with energy. There's just the energy flows onto them, you know? And then I just don't even want it around. Like, Well, I think it's toxic that the writers of that show get to plant seeds of ideas in kids' heads. Yeah. The kids don't know there's like four creepy writers making that. You know, like. Yeah. And then oh, the yeah. kid walks around the world thinking, yeah, I have to blow people to get other people to like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm kind of against euphoria now. But again, I think having kids, it's just different. I think, you know, I understand why it wins awards. And I think if you don't have children, you're at a certain age frame or whatever. Go ahead, knock yourself out. But for me, I'm just a little bit like, after reflecting, I'm like, yeah, probably not great. <laughs> Even though it is a very well-written show and very interesting. And that, that type of uh, environment does exist in many places in the United States. So um, it's, you know, I guess, I guess the counter argument can be to Euphoria is you should watch that as kind of a don't do this. But the problem is they make it look so cool. 
and good. It's hard. They make it look awesome. Vanity is shaking her head now. I don't think that it looks cool. I don't think that um, trying to look for drugs is cool. Or <laughs> No, but you don't. But you're 30 years old or 29. Thank you. Um, but Watch you, yourself. not 30 yet. We are <laughs> celebrating her birthday in May. I will be <laughs> celebrating it by going to the Grand Prix in Miami and not being at her party. Um, <laughs> uh, um, shout out May, uh, May um, 7th, uh, Miami Improv. <laughs> two shows, ChristyComedy.com. That's where I'll be fun. We'll be celebrating Vanity's birthday. Uh, uh, Thank you. But I don't think that it's a show that um, kind of celebrates this lifestyle. It actually looks very scary. But to you, no, I'm, I'm asking you, the 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old girl that doesn't have the wisdom you have. But what, you know what are I they mean? showing, though, that this girl is, like, working well, my, her, her her ass off, just, like, trying to get ready in the morning. Someone's looking for drugs. It doesn't really seem that it's that well, glamorous. my little sister was getting text messages from another little girl, and they were talking about euphoria, and then she was talking about how she was going to go fuck some guy that she kind of like. It makes sex seem like it's a currency. It definitely encourages, like, you know, sex, but I don't think that the show is just, like, you know, hypes the, uh, drug use and sex that much. Like, everybody's already having sex. Like, this is, like, also the newest uh, Gossip Girl. Remember when Gossip Girl first came See, out? I never saw Gossip Girl. I didn't watch it either, but, like, this is basically the same exact thing, but it was on, like, right. you know, it wasn't on HBO, but it was exactly the same premise. Exactly. So, like this just- is... This is this is just the new Gossip Girl. This is Gossip Girl with on like with on curse, HBO. On HBO. Okay, yeah. I mean, listen. Whatever your decision is, you know, you know, you know me. I support whatever you want to do, babes. But I just we're not watching it anymore in the Stefano household. Now we're watching <laughs> Little Einsteins for Little Violet because my little girl, my little little Violet is all, she's this close to fucking walking. She's like walking around. She has like a little thing, like a little cart that she pushes um, blocks in, like a little blocks in, and now she can walk with the cart. Um, alone with the blocks that she like walks and laughs. I'm like, oh, look at you, stupid little fucking baby. Um, I love uh, when her and TT are like dancing around. She goes absolutely insane. Every single time TT comes here to watch the kids, she literally loses her mind um, and is so happy and so euphoric. Um, <laughs> she so it's really beautiful thing to see. By the way, speaking of TT Jerry, you're also gonna want to want to gonna want to watch Hey Babe this Thursday because TT Jerry is going to be my co-host because Sal had a scheduling conflict and can't make the uh, taping of Hey Babe um, that we're gonna be doing this week. So Thursday it will be me and TT Jerry on Hey Babe. Um, so we're, <laughs> it's gonna be funny to watch TT Jerry try not to curse and talk about dicks and tools in her ass from jail because that is not Hey Babe's vibe. So every time she says it, we're just gonna yell hey babe hey babe hey babe <laughs> we're gonna yell allegedly if you know you know um jussie smollett re- or is it smollett i feel smollett i don't know, know. Just, jussie smollett i like smollett i'd like a jussie smollett please with egg whites um <laughs> um jussie smollett released his new song thank you god about his hate crime scandal i mean yeah jussie it's so brutal let's hear it Taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia is straight taking lives. But turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides. Maybe we stick together. Maybe we read more. Instead of saying that it's above me now, brother, you sure? I can't be mad. Take my ego out. Some people searching for fame. Some people chasing that cloud. Just remember this. Just that now, do you think this song is better? Or remember that trans song I sent you? Do you have that in the DMs? Uh, in the texts? Remember? Oh, oh, yeah. Let me yeah, find that. Yeah, guy. get get on that link because remember. Um, could you imagine being this fucking nuts? Yeah, I mean, like, I would have to imagine, even though I understand, you know, um, like the race relations and all that, and you know how it's very important in the African American community for everyone to support each other. I, I totally get why. I, I, I would have to imagine that even other African Americans are like, "This is not the move, Jesse. Like, don't do this." I, I mean, I think the, everyone on Earth. Yeah, because the thing is, is like, it, even I think the head of the Chicago Police Department was is black. And he was like, you use police resources to make up a crime like anybody would go to jail for that. Anybody well, would the get fact a pe- he can't admit it makes, I think he's worse than Donald Trump. He's such a crazy liar. Is, are you on record saying Jesse Smollett is the black Donald Trump? It, hey, why not? Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that song was terrible. Terrible, but I mean, th- this, this, there's another. This song, yeah. See what it says with the like, but is it worse than this song? Trans 
Trans people are my friends. That's the literally, pimp, please mark this. I want this, if we can get clearance, to be the new opening of the Chrissy Chaos podcast. Trans people are my friends. I want you to go, if you're a kindergarten teacher, I want you to go to that school right now and they sit down in circle time and they sit Native American style and they start chanting, trans people are my friends. As soon as Delilah gets home, that's what I'm doing. I love that this guy's wearing a LeBron jersey. Oh my God. <laughs> LeBron Jim. Lakers just fired their coach. Lakers, I mean, they really suck. By the way, baseball is back. Uh, Yankees starting out good. Um, yeah, go to that article I sent you. What baseball is doing now is something very interesting, which I think is really, really, really cool. They are going to every... So, I think they're just experimenting right now on Sunday Night Baseball, which is a show every Sunday night we have like the game of the week, and this week was Yankees-Red Sox, where they're miking, they're putting a mic on a baseball player and having him talk in real time about what's happening. So if you go down, go down and play this clip. This is Kiki Hernandez, star star baseball player. He's talking. He's talking like to the booth. He'll he'll start talking a little bit here. And you kind of because baseball's very boring at times, even for big baseball fans. And it's very easy to get dis to not be engaged in the sport. But when an actual athlete is on the field in real time being like, here's what's happening in my head. It's fucking dope because he's talking and then while he's talking, he's talking about the ball gets hit to him and he has to like run and do this shit in real time. And it's like, cause he's saying like, depending on how hard he hits the ball, if he hits it towards me, he's like going over stuff. Cause it's, I don't want to hear two announcers in a booth talk. I'd rather, what are the players doing? And see, so he gets hit to him like in live time. And when shit like this happens, just fucking cool. Like you feel oh, like wow. you're in, you, I felt like I was a baseball floating in space. That's actually really cool. It makes the sport interesting. It, it, there's almost a podcast going on. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah, pod, yeah, yeah. Baseball found out a way how to do podcasting and live. You know, what's fun for this is they're going to, they have a WWE angle here where eventually one of the players is going to talk shit. Yes. Good. And be like, I hate this guy. Imagine one time, like, a player's on there and be like, you know, whatever. Like, the guy's talking shit and he's on mic. Be like, yo, I had sex with your wife last night. Dude, <laughs> I'd, buy, I'd buy season tickets if they're allowed to fight like hockey. Dude, I, when I was doing the MLB show, I was doing an MLB show called Off the Bat, which I've talked about it before. It was in 2014. Nobody saw it. They also ripped all the clips offline. Like, you can't oh, find really? evidence, evidence of it anywhere. Google that. MLB Off the Bat, M MTV2, off the bat, Chris Stefano, or just off the bat, it's you still there. really? Yeah, I can, I never find any of my clips. I uh, we sure. just we just pulled up twelve clips. I'm sure there's a few. Yeah, that one up there with Robinson Cano. Can we rip that? Here, go up. Can you rip that and put it on my YouTube? The one when I got to interview Robinson Cano in Seattle, or you, um, you really you can't really right? Like I wouldn't want to risk the YouTube channel getting. Oh yeah, ripped. like it's illegal to do that. Yeah, maybe okay. maybe Patreon. Yeah, that was disgusting when I went to the gum wall with Robinson Cano. That is disgusting. Was that yeah, a that's a, people just chew gum and put it on the wall. That's got to be a COVID nightmare, Ugh. the gum wall in Seattle. Um, so, um, wow, look at me. Look like a young woman. Um, I was like a little baby girl. Look at that. That Delilah wasn't even born yet. Wow. That was like, that was like she was, uh, Jasmine was pregnant with Delilah here. And the guys, if you don't know Robinson Cano, he, he had just signed a $250 million contract to leave the Yankees and go to the Mariners. And it's just very interesting because he is one of the most famous baseball players of all time. I walked around Seattle with him all day and I got recognized more than he did. Wow. Because nobody cares about baseball, but now I think wow. they will. You know? now. Uh, by the way, I didn't get recognized once, which is still more than he did. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, I just, oh my God, this wall of gum is disgusting. Wall of gum's disgusting. Dude. Now, V, as a woman, do I look better now or then? Now. Okay, thank you. I, oh yeah, we got to throw the fish around. Everywhere. Look, thank you. Look, we got to throw the fish around. It was cool. Oh yeah, I did see this. Yeah, yeah that yeah. you're. Yeah, I wish we can't make an Instagram clip out of it. No, we can do that. Let's make an IG clip. Yeah. Be like the time because I I want to just start throwing oh, some no. of this stuff up because genuinely no, there were some episodes of this show. Uh, again, we're not going to get into Nielsen ratings because people don't care. But just know that there were some episodes. If this was a show on television, there were some episodes of the show that would get ten thousand views. Like, do you know how crazy that is? Uh-oh, we got some drama going on back no, in the background. No, no, we've, we've watched this before. This is, yeah, this is still yeah. on. Everything's what? still up. Nothing, all the clips are still all up. All the clips are yeah. still up. Yeah. Okay, KiwiCo, 
I'm telling you, I've talked about this. I use this with my kids. We make these projects. It's this company that they send you projects so your kids don't just have to sit and watch TV or go on their tablet. And it's these fun things. My stepson made these headphones that were awesome. My daughter made this crazy necklace. They make, they have ones you can make like utensils. It's so cool because it's literally like you're learning. And you know me, I don't know how to build anything. I'm learning how to build stuff through this children's building website, KiwiCo. And it's just projects to, to really, you know, get present with your kids too. Like that's another benefit of it is like me and Delilah sat down and we figured this thing out for like three hours where I might've been on my phone or the laptop or she might've been on her switch or taking a nap or something, but instead we built this thing together and it's beautiful. And as a parent, it can be very hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. I know that. And KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. It's awesome. There's no commitment so you can pause or cancel anytime. And right now you will get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code chaos at kiwico.com. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code chaos, 30% off. Discover new worlds and new projects with your kids. It's beautiful. Oh my God. Sheath undies. If you know me, you know that the previous underwear company I used to talk about all the time, I blew holes with my farts through those underwears where it's like literally every time I would sit down with this old underwears company, I would just teabag my pants because my nuts would fall right through the hole in my underwear. Sheath underwear so far is fart proof. I mean, I literally, I'm trying to rip holes for them. I can't. And they're so comfy, wumpy. They like almost feel like they're a part of your skin. It's useful for staying cool during the summer and while working out. And because I've been trying to sweat it out, it's getting hot here now. And sheath, they are right. Sheath does keep your nutsack cool. And I love it. They're the most comfortable pair of boxer shorts, you've ever, boxer briefs you've ever worn in your life. And I can attest to that. They truthfully are. So I appreciate you, Sheath, for sending me your product to try so I can genuinely do this ad from a real place because I'm telling you, for real sheath underwear is all I wear now they're awesome truthfully and I even got they sent me like those long like workout pants that like you know like NBA players wear wear and those are awesome to wear underneath your sweats or if you want to just go out and have your balls out there you know you want to go get a coffee and show them that you're packing heat do that too um, sheathunderwear.com right now go to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code chaos that's C-H-A-O-S for 20% off your first order and that is sheathunderwear.com S-H-E-A-T-H underwear.com promo code chaos 20% off your order so so with off the bat with uh with baseball um you know when I was doing that show all they would do when we had the, the MLB headquarters would talk about how to make baseball more interesting and I had suggested I had suggested to them fucking six years ago seven years ago you should put microphones on the players and I, I thought in the dugout would be fun to like listen to what their banter back and forth They're like oh no we can't all the edits we'd have to make I'm like so hire an editor like you want to make the sport interesting the NBA is interesting because you know them as people like their personalities you know what they're doing they're on IG live and all that the baseball players don't do that so it's like, that's how you make it interesting. I think this is a great step by MLB to make the sport younger and more interesting. Now let's fast forward to Trevor Lawrence, who was um, transgender. I think he's the first transgender uh, person in NFL history. Um, he's a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or yeah, bio I think it was biological. I forget. I think it's a biological male. So it's she, Trevor Lawrence, and married this woman, who I guess is not trans. Um and yeah, so just congratulations to Trevor Lawrence, first transgender uh, quarterback in NFL history, um, and one. Wow. That's that's my Leah Thomas right there. Pretty guy. Yeah, that's it. So um, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is a guy, <laughs> but it just you look. Trevor Lawrence looks like a transgender woman. Shout out transgender women, because by the way, Trevor Lawrence is beautiful, as are you. Because remember, what's the theme song of this show? Trans people are my friends. That's my new bar. That's my kid's new Barney. Trans people on the Freds. Woo! Love it. Um, yeah. So, oh, I cannot believe. How many minutes into the show are we? 30 minutes into the show, and I cannot believe this is the first time I'm giving a shout-out. Congratulations to Benifer. Congratulations, Ben and Jen. Ben Affleck, Jen Lo Jennifer Lopez, engaged. Uh, the last time they were engaged, I think, was 2002, 2003. Um, and, uh, and I just want to say congratulations to you. I feel like Benjamin, uh, Ben Affleck and J-Lo always get engaged right after a tragedy. Last time it was after 9-11. Now it's going to be right in the middle of World War III. So, but hey, sometimes that's what you need is just a little distraction. 
And Benjamin, uh, I'm going to call him Benjamin Affleck. Benjamin Affleck. Yeah, any advice for Benjamin? Um, any advice for, well, as a white male that is engaged in a, a Puerto Rican relationship, what I would say to Ben Affleck is I would say have three, four, five, maybe six bones. Have a lot of bones because your phone's going to get broken and you're going to need a backup. So you're going to get your phone broken a lot. So I would say have multiple phones. And I would also say, um, here's what I would say. You know what the key to a good relationship is? What I'm learning is what I would say. Now it's easier for them because they're both multi-gazillionaires and both famous and they're outright. But if you're in a relationship right now, okay, and you... Maybe you're the woman that's making more money or has a more prestigious career. Maybe you're the man that's making more money or has a more prestigious career. The only way a relationship is going to work with two adults, mature adults, is if you treat each other as equals. You have to treat each other as equals and take what your career and your financial and your help with the kids and your contributions, you have to take them all out and say, so we've decided to be in a relationship, so we are equals. We're all, we have. It will not work if one of you feels you're above or below the other one. It's both negative and toxic either way. So my advice to Ben Affleck and J-Lo is remember that you two are equals. You both are equals. Now, Ben Affleck's maybe a little bit higher because he is white. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, Ben Affleck and J-Lo, you are both equals. And remember, you are both, and here's the thing, you're both equals and you're both equally very successful uh, in your careers. And, you know, just remember that, that, you know, one of you just because, you know, also re remember too that you're both actors. So really nobody cares. Like whatever accolade you get because you want an award, it's all bullshit. Uh, especially after like, I think like that's a nice thing is after, of course, the Chris Rock, Will Smith stuff. It's like, who cares that you won an award? Okay. Whatever movie you directed, it doesn't do anything. Just shut up. You have a lot of money. Just be fun. Be fun. Be happy with each other. Be loving to each other. Treat each other as equals. That's my advice. And keep going out and, you know, doing positive things. But again, remember, do not take yourself too seriously because you act. That's that's just what, what I'd say. Oh, here's more good news. Researchers, wow, ch look. So Chinese researchers are creating robot nannies to nurture babies inside artificial wombs. So the Chinese now, for the first time since 2020, are doing a positive thing for the health of our planet it's they said you know what covid was such a whoopsie and we know we killed so many people that now they put they put their chinese research minds to the test and they've invented uh an in vitro embryo culture culture while also adding um an online monitoring system that's designed for long-term cultural culture of embryos so they're going to keep babies healthy in utero, and if they see any type of problem, these Chinese researchers have created nannies to nurture the babies. So congratulations to China. Really appreciate it. This is the least you could do for what's <laughs> happened for the last two years. And we really do, I, as representative of America, do appreciate um, you making little robots. Now, if you try to put these little fucking robots in Chinese food, and or try to do something like that. If you try to put them in Popeye's chicken, because Chinese people love Popeye's chicken. If you try to do that, then we're going to be back to square one. Because I don't need your little fucking robot nannies in my body. Okay, I just don't need it. I don't need it unless they unless they're going to start unless they can eat off genital warts. Um. So oh, boy, by the way, also horrible news. Uh, Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins got hit by a dump truck running. Uh, I believe jogging on the highway and was killed. I mean, twenty-four-year-old kid whole life ahead of him first round draft pick unbelievable it's like that's Brutal. another thing too and, and again five secrets you must know before you die from john Izzo. um he said you know everybody all these old people again said the same thing is you never know how much time you have so like don't ever assume you have time so whatever it is that you're doing just if you have to make sure that you're being true to yourself because the one thing you're not sure of is time you you it doesn't matter how healthy you are you don't, nobody knows how much time they have. So make sure you're trying to like live every day to the fullest because, and again, we know this, all of us know this, but it's just interesting. And also I think everyone should just go on the treadmill because even in New York, all the people getting stabbed are jogging or, you know. Yeah, go on the treadmill. Go on the treadmill. Vic Potato used to have a great joke about it. That the New York City Marathon. It's like, why don't they just all get on fucking treadmills? And the first one to get the twenty six point two rings a bell. There's no traffic. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a great idea. Vic Potato, great comic with a great bit. Um, by the way, can you go to fuck Jerry? Instagram. Did you see this guy trying to jump through the wall? 
into the pool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at, tell me, go to patreon.com slash Christy Comedy right now and tell me, do you think this guy's dead or not? Go right here. Yeah, that one to the right. I mean, look at this fucking idiot. Can you put, can you put the sound on? Yeah, sure. You oh, yeah. Look at this. By the way, this is me. I got a suite in Puerto Rico, and this is going to be me right here. This is me in Puerto Rico. Whoops. <laughs> he has to be bleeding. Why would you even do that? What? That, see, that's the thing. Is Listen, accidents can happen. I get it. Accidents happen. Um, and it, but that when you're purposely doing that, it's like, I've been an absolute idiot many, 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 many times in my life. I've never thought to jump through a hole in the wall to try to get over the ledge of a pool that is surrounded by a glass wall. What are you doing? You know, it's like, you're just so dumb. And it's, by the way, the news just keeps getting better and better today. Caitlyn Jenner hired by Fox News. Anybody that said Fox News wasn't good people, look at your local news network. Do they have a trans person as an anchor? I don't think so. <laughs> but Fox News does. Congratulations to Fox News and Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. And if I was there, if I was Caitlyn Jenner, the very first show I did, I would say, I would say hey, welcome to the show. My name is Caitlyn Jenner, a.k.a. Tuck It Back Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Did you just get a new PR person? Can't we get you on? Brad, new PR guy, listen to me. Get me on the goddamn Caitlyn Jenner Fox News show and clip talk about Carlson. Um, she was on um, talking about how she's a uh, she supports the uh, don't say gay bill. Now, can we talk? Let's have a discussion while she about the don't say gay bill quick. Because again, what I think I know about it is is what they're saying is teachers in Florida is or, or what the bill is is saying don't say gay bill saying they don't want young kids to learn about gender differences and sexuality differences. So as a father, here's the thing. Trans people in my family, in the closet gay. I think, I, I think my kids are gay, truly. Um, all supportive. The thing is, but I want to talk to them about that. I don't want some stranger who I don't really know from a school talking to my children about that. That falls on a parent, I believe. So that's if that's the issue, then I understand. I don't want you to talk to my kids about that. Just like if I was in a public school, I, you don't talk to my kids about religion. That's on me. I don't want you to talk about that. So that's that's the only issue. I, I, I support children learning about I think it. That but what is, what is the issue there? I think that it's more like, you know how you read books about like, you know, mom and dad, like okay. you can't even have like a book that has like two parents that are the same gender. Well, that's not, that's weird. not, okay. uh, that's ridiculous because the overwhelming majority of people are um you know uh different gender uh, a traditional family yeah. so th that's the issue is you're now taking a very 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 small part of the population which needs to be spoken about which needs to be uh educated to the children when they're old enough which needs to be respected and loved this of course but you can't inject that into the curriculum of my children now because it's such a small 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 thing so i feel like this this slippery slope is bending to the will bending the entire country is bending to such a small group of people you can treat them with respect and kindness and educate your children about them and have them into society seamlessly and beautifully and coexist with them without having to do this without having to me now to if they're encouraged i heard that some of them and again i don't know some of this bill is like in, almost encourages children to like question their gender which is like my six-year-old, like, that's not part of the bill at all. No, I think what they think is that if you teach kids about, like, uh, same-sex um, relationships, that, that you're also encouraging them to be gay and that they're very influential. But, that, when it's but that's like, not what it we're is. We're not teaching you to be. We're just like, right. hey, we want to mention that, like, there's a mommy and a mommy and a daddy and a daddy oh, sometimes. But that's, that's fine. This goes back to euphoria. Why is that allowed for the kids to watch secretly on the internet? But yeah, the, that's a good the point. teachers can't just read the dumb book. Yeah, it should be don't watch the don't watch euphoria. It's bad euphoria. <laughs> yeah. It's bad euphoria. Yeah. Don't watch euphoria. Um well I don't, I, don't I, I I personally think though too, like, you know, Florida uh, DeSantis now has become like a new Trump in a way, where anything he does is gonna get scrutinized. Um 
and that's fine. I think like people need heroes and villains to make themselves feel better about stuff or just to put stuff in boxes. But I guess I don't know enough about the don't say gay bill to really have a good opinion on it. I just, you know, said what I said. If that's what it is, then that's where I stand. But I actually don't know the ins and outs um, of it all. Uh, it's very confusing. Such a bad name. Don't say gay bill. Well, yeah. it's probably the same thing as, you know, defund the police. Like they choose a bad name on purpose. I, I, I really can't discredit. Like I can't put out of my brain that a lot of this stuff is done on purpose to keep us divided and keep us mad. Like, because the don't say gay bill and defund the police, of course, are the worst, most divisive names of something. So why would the powers that be do that? I would think because they want to keep us angry. They want to keep us divided. There must be a, a huge financial profit in that. So, or an ability to control. So that's the thing is you can't get, just fly off the handle with this stuff because there's, you're like a pawn in the game then, you know? It's like- It's a bad wolf. This is a, don't say gay bill. The name don't say gay bill is a bad wolf, not Ron DeSantis. <laughs> um, um, classroom instruction could mean eliminating books with LGBTQ characters or historical figures, but classroom discussion is broad. That could discourage a teacher from speaking about gay families with the whole class, even if some students have gay parents. Well, yeah, of course that, you know, you have to teach the children that not everybody is heterosexual. That's fine. Uh, of course. But that's I, what the bill's about. It says you can't even teach that. Did you guys have that in class at all? Like I went to Catholic school. They wouldn't ever? even teach about sex. Oh, that's true. You know? It's just so funny. They it. won't even pay the teachers right. They, they care more about if there's gay stuff. Yeah, so if that's the case, if it's about this or as we're learning on I like to learn with you guys. I like to learn on the show. Um, then I think then, yeah, I mean, you should absolutely. I, wouldn't have, no, I would not have zero problem if the teachers told uh, my girls that there are other, not uh, mommy and daddy is not everyone's, you know, a traditional male and female is not everyone's mommy and daddy. That's fine. I have no, because then it's on me when she comes home and asks questions to explain. I further explain, you know, it uh, uh, of how I think it is because, yeah, that's fine. So if that's what it is, then I think, yeah, the name is divisive and that has to be on purpose. I just think after like after 9-11, there's always that paranoia. I think from now on, no matter what the topic is, they're all going to fight about it. Yeah. This is just like the new... I don't think we've ever been this divided. Uh, and, and again, even t t my father, you know, t Tampa Tony, 73, 74, he said that. So he's, you know, an elder. He's going to be in that book. He said um, he said that uh, even he's like, he's like, in all my life, it was never like this. He goes, and I lived through the Cold War. You know, he was born in 1948, years after World War, you know, just a couple of years after World War II. Um, he was like, it's never, ever been that divided. Even when you look back, like I watched that show... Um, about the 90s on the History Channel, which is a fascinating show. Um, even that show was like, you know, w w when Bush was president, you know, you know, yeah, it was a Republican, whatever, and people maybe didn't vote for him, but nobody outright hated him. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans didn't hate Clinton. Even in 2008, you know, people didn't necessarily like hate George Bush. They said he was an idiot. And 2005, six, seven, whatever, always, oh, he's dumb, make fun of him being dumb, but it wasn't like hateful. Yeah. You know, even Obama, like everyone thought, like, oh, because he's first black president, there'll be all this hate. It's like, it, it, I'm sure there were idiots out there that hate him for that, which they're dummies, but like, it wasn't hateful yeah. like this. It didn't get like divisively and hateful until Trump. It spreads now quick. It spreads yeah. quick. Yeah. It's and, almost like people are waiting for their idea orders yeah. from whoever's up the food chain. Well, I think what's happened is coming out of the pandemic now, and Sergio actually said this when he finally did make it uh, to Denver. Um, he said this, he said that like, you know, what I think you're seeing now is like the entitlement in people, people feel like, oh, they beat the pandemic. So it's like, you know, or they had to sit at home and got their lives taken away from them for a year and a half. So now they can do and feel whatever they want. And there is truth to that because you, there's a lot of like, you've noticed like a lot of people have come out of this, like not well mentally, mm -hmm. like very, very not well. And, you know, even in Denver, like the homeless crisis is, is out of control. Our whole country, dude. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, because I, I first used to say, oh, it's just New York. It's just Denver. It's just that it's not. It's actually every city I've been to in, in, in the last, whatever, I've been on this tour since late December. Every city I've been to, I've said there's a huge homeless crisis there. There's huge, so I don't know Besides that Besides Boston. Boston was good. Was Boston good? Yeah, Boston wasn't too bad. Interesting. They support the police. They support the police. And it's very <laughs> cold there. Um, and, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, no, and, but I think we probably overall lost more people to being angry and hateful than COVID. 
Yeah. Guarantee you. Oh, 100%. Well, that's like too, like like with 9-11, like I saw, you know, I would always say like a lot of 3,000 plus people died, but like so many people's mental health got destroyed because of that tragedy. And some of them still deal with that. Uh, I saw it in my own family, the the mental health, uh, the fear and all that. So COVID is no different. COVID's in many ways, you know, worse than 9-11, went on longer. It's like the, re- the reverberations from this, you don't, you're not, they're just not going to go away tomorrow. Well, it kind of feels like you just time traveled in your own life and you don't even know why everything's fucked up. I know. I know because now it's so simple. I'm sure we all do this. And even at home, I'm sure you guys do this where it's like, you know, when I went to Denver, they're like, oh, you haven't been here in about three years. I'm like, no, I was here two years ago. They're like, no, the pandemic year. I'm like, oh shit. An entire year of your life. Erased. You two, did nothing. Two or two or three, really. Yeah. I do feel now though that it feels very over. Even Fauci, I think, said today, if you pull up a Fauci article, he said- he said it's up he to gave, discretion. It's up. It's up to discretion now. And you know, Tim Dillon, who who just went to the UK, which by the way, I will be coming to the UK uh, in the fall. Um, he said that um, um, Tim Dillon said there's no mass on planes in Europe. So when you're traveling, like like, did you travel from Greece to another country? No. So he said when you travel from like when he got to England, he had the mask on, and when he left, mask on because they were going to the United States. But in the airport. And on the flights, when he flew from England to Scotland and Scotland to England, there were no masks on anybody on the planes at all. That's so And very few in the airport. It wasn't mandated. Was it mandated in the Greek airport to have it on? Yeah. Not in UK, it's, he said. You can't even go into a store in Greece without having a vaccine yeah, card. Yeah, he said UK, there were no masks anywhere. Now, I mean, obviously tell us if that's true. I mean, why would fucking Tim make that up? But, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all imaginary bullshit, man. Yeah, at this point, yeah. And even, you know, there's people, people, COVID is coming back. You know, we know a couple of people who have COVID, but it's like, it's just not the same anymore. Yeah. Even if you're not vaccinated, it just feels not the same. It's like the flu. There's no, it's it's not scary anymore. I'm telling you, I think that, that again, the pilot, which by the way, I had the worst turbulence I've ever had on my flight home from Denver yesterday. The flight attendant threw up, which I've never seen in my life, just threw up (laughs) in a bag. I was like, yikes. Um... So I've never been happier to see Newark out of the side of my window Ugh. when we were landing. I was like, thank God. Um, <laughs> so, so um, I, uh, but the pilot, when they landed, when we landed, was like, sorry, folks, bumpy ride. And, you know, thanks for choosing uh, United or whatever. And, um, you know, they said, and thanks for complying with the mask. We are going to be out of this soon. So that's like the fourth pilot that said, we're almost done. We're almost done. So they must know stuff. I heard April 17th, the masks are done because I think they got a federal push from March 17th for one more month. So that's where I think that date is coming from, which would be perfect because that's when I'm getting on a flight to Puerto Rico on Easter Sunday. <laughs> um, Puerto Rican Jesus. Puerto Rican Jesus. I, I will go to Puerto Rico and assume I'm Jesus when I go there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, how do you say good wolf in Spanish? That's what I want to, that's what I want to go. Where's By the TT? way, I'm going to go on, uh, on Puerto Rican late night television. I love that the, my first late night is going to be in Puerto Rico. Amazing. My first, what, uh, and because they only speak Spanish, TT Jerry's coming. He's going to be my, she's going to be my interpreter. Are you going to be on the couch? Yeah, I'm going to be on the nice. couch with TT Jerry as the interpreter. So, and I have to tell TT, this isn't about you. It's about me. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much. Lobo. Buen Lobo. Buen Lobo. Um, Good Wolf. Maybe we call this episode Good Wolf. Mm. Um, Buen Lobo, a.k.a. Buen Lobo. Um, or um, or uh, Tucker Pat Carlson. Um, <laughs> so I... Um, I uh, <laughs> Tucker Pat Carlson, so funny. Such a dick. Um, I... Um, I Are you excited for Puerto Rico? I or? am excited for Puerto Rico. Sorry, I just had a mind... Mind for it. Um, I realized that uh, the pool guy's coming to uh, install a rock water slide that we don't need. Um, <laughs> so that's why I got to do more shows. ChristyComedy.com. The tour's not over. Um, so, so uh, yeah, go to ChristyComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. I, like I said, we got Connecticut this Saturday, Holy Saturday, uh, Wall Street, Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, La Reprostreta, April 22nd in Puerto Rico. And then April 29th, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at uh, the Wind Creek, I think, event center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Chrissy, Chrissy, uh, Chrissy Bethlehem's Chrissy Christ. So we'll be there, ChristyComedy.com um, and Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy while we're doing the Chris and Eddie show on the edibles I got from Denver. It's going to be wild because then I got to go to the circus at the Staten Island Mall. Wowie, wowie. Thank you.